We need a catchphrase. I have a catchphrase. Okay, really? Yeah, I do. I, I believe you. Yeah, you're going to like this one. I, I bet I'm going to love this one. I'm always hopeful. Okay, so what's the name of our podcast? The Dumb Comic Creators. Blowing the whistle on indie comic creators. Get it? Because we're like whistleblowers. We're like opening it all up. But we're really not, though. I mean, like, we're like not gatekeepers. We're not like trying to. I like it says yeah, like we're yeah, trying no, to like hold them down. Yeah, no, we're, we're like, uh, there's people out there making comics, and we're like, we see you. Blow the whistle. <laughs> I, I, you know, too, is like, it like, makes so much sense. sense. It no, it so doesn't, because like this is like we're trying. Like, there's like a secret, like like society of like people holding down the indie comic creators, but we're not that. What? No, I mean uh, we're blowing the whistle on them. We're like, hey, you making comics? We're reporting you. Come on our that, podcast. But that means like it's like a negative thing though too. Like, hey, we're reporting you. The authorities will be here. Your pen, your brush, your. Uh, Everything will be taken away from you. And I hope they are. Me. Apparently, two accounts have already been closed since we've had them on for interviews. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. We, we I mean, that's kidding. just the nature of artists, though. They like have a project, they give it up. You know, that's not so unusual. There is that quote, though. If you ever drop your pen, it'll always be there for you to pick it back up again when you're ready. That's very deep and profound. Yeah. But this is our intro, and it doesn't belong here. Okay. Nor does that inch, nor does that catchphrase though, because again, it sounds like you already brought down the negative. Like I was for it, then you all of a sudden like two people shut it down. I can't do that because every single time you mention it now, I'm going to think like, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> We've exposed these indie comic creators. Yeah, we caused them. They're probably like, I'm about to make it, and all of a sudden the police officers showed up with guns and you know, you know, took them down. That's too fascist for this podcast. Hey, I'm not the one who brought it up. You're the one who just took them down. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. You, uh, you're, you're a passive participant in this. <laughs> you saying I'm guilty by association? Yes. <laughs> oh man, what happened? What happened to this? Uh, let's just move on. Okay, now that we're all sad and depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Hey, this has been a great podcast. Uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, who are you again? I'm Keegan. And who am I? Eric. And what are we doing? Podcasting. But who are we more importantly? Together. Uh, we're best friends. What? <laughs> I'm answering you truthfully. You're answering you truthfully, but like I was... I, you know how you can say like one plus one like equals not three? That's not necessarily the answer you're looking for. <laughs> I'm trying to, what was okay? What was the answer that I'm actually supposed to be looking for? Uh, Carrick. I don't. I know. I, no, it doesn't. I don't know what you want. No. So together, because you already said the name of our podcast. Well, is that what you're you, asking me? Yeah, please repeat it out loud, as I want. I like to hear it. Some See, comic creators blowing yeah, the whistle yeah, yeah. on indie comics. No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't want to hurt our guests. Our guest is going to show up and all of a sudden just be like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Terribly I think that's I'm... a good catchphrase. You know, the more I say it, the more I kind of no, like it. I think it's a great catchphrase, but because of the like the association I have with it, it's going to cost me too much pain. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. No, you would okay. love that. You would love that, let's be honest, but I wouldn't.
So who do we have on our podcast today, Eric? We have Chris Snyder. Er. Thanks, oh, man. I oh. thought you would have said uh, Snowden. His actual name is Snowden. I just got his name wrong. That's all. I'm sorry. I tried Literally to get Literally, our whole intro was setting up his name. Which you and, then, just... and then that's why you should have had me be the one to actually you say You should have name. said Edward Snowden. Edward and Snowden. You could have corrected his name to Chris Snowden. Okay, Edward Snowden. I'm sorry. Yeah, you call me that and my comics being shut down as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like and... you guys. Like, uncovering the the shadiest web comics on the internet yes yes <laughs> and and your comic is about taking down the american democracy yeah absolutely uh the illuminati um everything else yeah nsa oh, okay. they're on they're on to me uh, i'm actually hiding out in a three-bedroom house in the middle of russia right now okay uh, yeah i hope you can get the accent yeah, I got the accent. Yep. <laughs> it's very thick, very thick Russian accent. So Chris is the creator of a webcomic called Many Muggles. It's on Instagram. Um, and he also has a very cool website, which we have to talk about. And Eric, did you look at the website? I did look at the website. It's a very cool website. You can okay, make your own cool. muggle. Yeah, I thought it was a very cool website. So how long have you been making muggles? Uh, so I started Many Muggles um, in May last year. So I, I kind of used drawing as like my catharsis during lockdown and just drew loads and loads of eyeballs uh, and then loads of noses and then loads of mouths. And then I created some characters. Um, so the web, uh, the web comic came first and then the comic strip. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's been going on for about a year and a half now. Wow. Are, the, yeah, go ahead, are all the characters based on like people you know? Because obviously the main character is you. I'm looking at the character. I'm really, <laughs> like, that character is definitely you. But like, uh, I'm going to call him Mr. Bags, the old man. Like, is that uh -huh. somebody you know in real life? No, 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 it's not. No. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm such a massive perfectionist in real life um, that uh, part of just getting over that when I was seeing my webcomic was, uh, you know, just coming up with the first person that I thought looked like a, a real person that didn't look too ridiculous. Um, so there's like an old man on there uh, and, uh, you know, the, the love interest on there who is actually the only named person in the strip. Uh, mm. The other two guys, you know, they, they didn't have a name throughout the whole comic. It's the story at the end of it uh, where they're even given names. So Mr. Bags, let, let's make it official. <laughs> 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 Mr. Bags. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that the other two guys, uh, you know, the, the, the Mandel brothers, really, they're probably me, um, it, like a, a good Chris and a bad Chris, really, because one of them is quite the asshole. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Do you work in a coffee shop? No. Um, no. Okay. I love my coffee. I'm not that pretentious. You know, I've done my fair share of, like, customer service jobs and uh you know things like that but um i guess i've done quite a bit of bar work in my time um i have more of a corporate job these days um although you'd never think of it but uh, did you just say bar work bar you know, bar bar work oh yeah like uh <laughs> beverages, right yeah <laughs> okay okay i i thought you said bowel like a uh, bowel movement like uh you know i go to the hospital be like all right 
Hence, yeah. uh, the old man has a colostomy bag, right? Because it's yeah. really close right, right. <laughs> like shit, shit jobs is what I thought you were saying. Speaking so, where are you sorry. from, <laughs> Chris? <laughs> we already went over. He's from Mother Russia. He's part of the. He's part no, of the world. Where are you actually from? Uh, so, I am from a town in a county called Suffolk in England. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of like uh, ninety miles north of uh, London. So. Okay. That's probably where you can place them in the world, uh, in real life. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, if nice. you've seen um, The Dig on Netflix, I don't know if you guys have. I don't know if it's even on the uh, US Netflix, but um, it's all about uh, Sutton Who and uh, Ralph Fiennes is the archaeologist that kind of uncovers it. Uh, that came out earlier this year or last year. Um, I'm pretty close to them. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Were you like, were you like saying hi to them? Like, was there a film? Like, hi, people filming or not that close? No, I mean, they, they did come to town and, uh, you know, there, there are shots in the local museum and things like that. But it's a pretty small town. You know, it's like 130,000 people, which by, uh, you know, American standards is a village. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we had villages, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah every, like over here, everything is so much older. Uh, you know, they're a Oh, yeah. Older than your constitution. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there really yes. are. I I visited London a couple of years ago, and that was cool. yeah. Yeah, I visited London and Wigan uh, a couple of years ago because I wanted to see a soccer game. The only soccer game I could find, like the day of, was in Wigan. So we, we <laughs> so we random. did. It. Yeah, it was random, and what was great though too was um, Mr. Bags reminded me so much of the people I met there because. They were speaking English, but I did not understand a word they were saying as they're like shouting behind me. I'm glad you mentioned that actually, because um, Mr. Bags' um, uh, kind of vernacular and dialect is like the local Suffolk dialect. It's super Suffolk. Oh. Um, if you ever want to get a taste for it, then search for um, Doris from Melton um, on YouTube. It's a fantastic uh, like uh, radio phone-in. Um, it's so funny, but... Yeah, if you want to take the sorry, if you want to take the mic out of a uh, a local accent, then that would be it. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's hard not to just ask you a lot of questions about England. Yeah, but well, we should probably focus on the stuff that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> far away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. So, um, Mr. Bags, how? How did you even come up with that character? Just wondering. I just had loads and loads of really random ideas. And, uh, you know, I kind of felt inspired in a way. Um, so during lockdown, you know, when, when I was drawing, I had uh, like Google Keep open. So just taking loads of notes. And I tried to keep my uh, comic really concise. So everything is like blocks of five. So what yeah. happens five frames? Um, and it was just like spilling out of me. Um, so he's got like this whole backstory and everything that I wanted to do after what I've already done. Um, but I'm kind of at a place with it where, you know, I've, I've got other ideas that I want to work on. Um, and it all ties in together. And I don't know if I can really talk about it yet because that will like, um, like massive spoiler alerts. So yeah. Maybe, uh, <laughs> Maybe you'll get it out of me later, but um, yeah. Nice, nice. 
And uh, was this your first like foray into web comics? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've never done anything like that before. I know that you guys normally ask about like influences and things like that, but uh, you know, comics have never unfortunately been a big part of my life before. Um, you know, I think that although I've kind of been on the fringe, you know, I'm a bit nerdy in my own way. Um, I was really drawn to music. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I've got friends that were really drawn to comics. Um, so uh, I was always really picky with comics. You know, I liked uh, some Top Cow stuff like Rising Stars was fantastic. Um, you know, which played the darkness, that kind of stuff. Um, mainly from like an art perspective because it was yeah. so cool. Um, but I think that I really discounted a lot of comics where the art wasn't up to my standards, but it was the story that kind of blew it away. Um, but yeah, you know, I've always been more into my music than in comics, I think. I see. And what, what do you play? Do you play drums? Everyone plays drums. Like Everyone plays drums. <laughs> yeah, like I, I wish. No. I either had, um, the space and not the money or the money and not the space. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I never got into playing drums, unfortunately. Uh, what about okay. you guys? Uh, I play piano. Okay. I don't think Eric, Eric played, um, the Eric euphonium, played the euphonium, the euphonium when we from were in like, school. for like three years. And then like, I realized I absolutely, like by seventh grade, I realized I absolutely hated it so, so much. I just didn't care anymore. <laughs> really but like, yeah. and then it was like, when it came to eighth grade, I'm like, oh, screw it. I, I forgot to like switch by that time. I'm like, it's just not worth it anymore. Uh -huh. So by eighth grade came around, I'm like, all right, whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think band is probably, I don't know, I get pretty much everything that I know about America from like TV, movies, that kind of stuff. Um, so I always imagine the band is like a big deal to you guys uh, and everybody has to play an instrument in school. But I don't no. know, Eric, No. so like esoteric and niche, I've never even heard of that instrument before. Euphonium? Euphonium? Uh, do you know the baritone at all? Or? Baritone? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's, it is. It's the same thing, just different shape. Right. Okay. So it's it, it's not in the same way that you know we have real words over here, and then you guys bastardize them with your spelling and pronunciation. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yes, <laughs> that is very correct. Uh huh. <laughs> so you don't play any instruments? You just into? No, like I had my time okay. with uh, guitar and bass. Oh, cool. Um, but I think and my girlfriend will put it down to me being a Virgo that. If I'm not good at it straight away, then I'll just put it down again and move on to something else. Uh, Interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, and drawing was very much the same kind of thing for me as well. Um, you know, I picked up drawing, I think when I was maybe like three or four years old, drawing Sonic the Hedgehog of mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2 uh, cassettes that I had for my uh, Sega Master System and a Mega Drive back in the day. We're all like a similar age, so uh, I imagine that you had the same kind of. Oh, thing for going. sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, but that was me. That was my foray into drawing. Um, I've picked it. You know, I put it down and picked it up, and put it down and picked it up so many times. But it's always something that I've kind of been able to do. Um, so when I was looking for a way to kind of keep myself sane when we were all locked down during lockdown, the yeah. drawing like a no-brainer. Um, it helped me just to like zoom in and uh space out really yeah because that's one of the cool things about your comic is that it's dry it looks like it was drawn by a super professional like artist you know 
uh, <laughs> like a like a yeah. somebody who's been drawing for Family Guy or something. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So like when you say that this is your first project and uh, and that yeah. you're you haven't looked at comics ever and <laughs> you know you're not much of a drawer uh or an artist like uh that's surprising you know to hear okay. actually yeah, yeah. um you know like i said I've, I've got more of like a corporate job now so generally i'll have like a pad of paper so i can make some notes but i often find myself drawing in that um mm -hmm. but that's the same kind of stuff like again eyeballs i seem to have a thing about drawing eyes um mm -hmm. 3D letters, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, art has always been like part of my orbit. And I okay. think that, you know, it's good to keep things in your orbit because, you know, even if it's not right for you now, it will come back around again. And yeah, it's good to kind of keep those influences in your life. Yeah. But that's cool. You know, I really appreciate uh, you saying that it could be on like Family Guy or something. I don't know. Um, I think are you like a fan of video games slash movies because i mean obviously there's direct references to like the blair witch project in your works uh well, yeah so um, and then also like i thought the very end when you start mentioning somebody i'm like are you a huge fan of alan wake just because it was this huge just like alan wake reminder of me so i don't know if you've ever okay, even heard no, of that not, not really i've heard the name but uh, okay uh, yeah you know i'm generally terrible with names as well my mm -hmm. my memory is shocking um but yeah, you must have picked up on like the Golgothan, uh, you know, the yeah. shit from Clerks in there as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jane Silent Bob, I'm sorry, in Dogma. Yeah, the reference, I, right. I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got that reference. There's like some things like that. And yeah, like the Blair Witch Project. Um, <laughs> there's like a whole story that I was going to do like after that. And uh, the. The, uh, the um, figures, they've got like a longer uh, sort of vertical part because they're long schlongs, really. And he wakes <laughs> up next day and he's confronted by the drag wizard uh, and the Blair bitches. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's like references to like RuPaul's drag race, everything in there as well. So, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I cast a really wide net when it comes to inspiration. Because, yeah, oh, yeah, even since the very end, the Wizard of Barge, so. <laughs> yes, of course, he's awesome. Um, fantastic artist. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff is really cool. Did you study any uh, specifics when you started drawing many Merkles? Or, uh, and what came first, the, the website kind of creator or the, the comic? Yeah, so like the, web, uh, the website came first. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, like... Um, I came up with it really because um, I think the Christmas 2019, I was playing a lot of this mobile game called uh, Hustle Castle, um, and I sunk loads of hours into that game. And it's kind of like um, like Fallout Shelter, where you kind of build your castle and you've got different rooms, but there's PvP elements to it and, and things like that. But everybody um, has kind of the same kind of eyes, one of a few different faces, that kind of stuff. And it got me thinking, like, how cool would it be if you could actually like make yourself? Um, so I wanted to do like these um, like mug shots that you could put on a mug. And 
they, they were going to be like holding signs, like classic mugshots, really. And you know, as I was drawing more and more, that kind of uh, developed uh, as an idea into into many muggles. Uh, but there's like a character creator which came first, um, and then that was purely to uh, be able to make personalized coffee mugs like like this one. You know, it's got my name, my face, and how I like my coffee. Um, so going into like the office and I've got like a, a like a web shop on there set up and everything as well which has kind of more of a background into where I was coming from with everything what my inspirations were and you know I started this new job and you open up the the, uh, the kitchen cupboard and you're looking for a mug to make a coffee and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want the Game of Thrones one I don't want the the Liverpool FC one um, yeah. I don't want the random ones because they all belong to people um, so what could I use and what's going to be mine to kind of distinguish that it's my mug? And I couldn't think of like a better way to do it than what I came up with. Um, and I thought, you know what, this is going to be a, a sick idea. Everybody's going to go for it. Uh, and then <laughs> no for any of my mugs. Uh, so like, <laughs> like, I need to find a way to get people to like be interested and kind of educate people into like what I was, uh, what I was doing. And oh. some content to put on like Instagram and social media. And I thought, you know, let's kind of show off some of the things that you can do with it and start making characters. And then I made like this webcomic because I had all of these ideas going back like months and all of these kind of episodes, uh, the way that I would kind of think about it. Um, so rather than doing like pages and panels that I was always thinking of it as more of like a TV show. And I think it kind of works in that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it kind of standardized people um, for me and for the perfectionist in me to, to, to wheeze, really, um, that uh, I think one of you guys said in one of the other podcasts that um, you can't get, like, the same person to look the same in two different panels. Uh, and that's like a, that's like a big issue. It's a yeah. really like to be able to do that is a really big skill. I mean, just because like you ever like look at somebody that just draws something freehand, they're like, okay, can you do that again? And they did it again. It's insane. It's always yeah. super impressive. Yeah, for sure. So you know, if 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 I could use like the character creator that I made to standardize that so that they always look the same, but they've got like different eyes, the same nose, different mouth, or whatever, so I can control the expression, then uh, yeah, it gives me the kind of form that I'm looking for. That's cool. Yeah, that's where the connection to animation lives, I think. Because um, essentially, that's how they do it. They, they keep the same basic frame and switch out the eyes. And right. Yeah. yeah. Each, each like frame is a different mouth, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was really lazy and reused a lot of the same backgrounds and things like that. So I should probably have published more frequently than I do. Um, <laughs> in like seven weeks so i feel really bad for that but i've actually been working on the website improving the functionality um adding like glasses and things like that which i never had before unfortunately mm -hmm. uh, i still didn't have a bald one and keegan said that you were going to mention that uh, yeah so yeah. i went on there i thought oh this will be cool for our like podcast we'll make yeah. little eric and little keegan can't make Eric. Not no, even close. <laughs> not even close. And I like here. So like, I'm gonna share my screen really quickly. If that's okay. Uh, yeah, cool. Okay. Let me go. Do that. How do I do that? One second. 
Yeah. Screen share. Cool. So here's your website, really. So you can see, like, can you? Or, I can't, you know, can't see no. your screen. Yeah, yeah I, can I, you I, see I, it? So, yeah. <laughs> like, so this is just like us, uh, so like what I did. So, like, if I had hair, this is like what I'd want it to be. Because, like, um, I'm not wearing it right now, but I always wear a hoodie, as in, like, he gets yelled at me to get more hoodies because I always wore the same hoodie over and over again. Yeah, and it has holes in it. It ha like, so the hoodie is, I think, it's like over, I think, like 13 years old. And like, it's been, I use it to paint. I've used it to like, not like paint, like actual paint, like paint, like a side of a wall. Um, and so like, it's just like, so like there's like paint drippings and everything on it. It's just clearly not a well-designed, uh, uh, it's not holding up so, so well. But so can you see it? So like, there's that, the like, the glasses, my face, everything like this too. The only thing I'm actually missing is, this is not my hair. I wish not it was even close. Hair. Yeah, not even close. But I wish it was my hair, but it's not my hair. Yeah, uh, you, you know, you actually have different glasses as well. So oh. I've got some more kind of square ones. Um, if you go towards yeah. the um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I go with these right there. There, there they are. There they are. <laughs> yeah, my eyebrows match because you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do. I have very bushy brows. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean, apart from that, I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to get a bald one for you, um, Eric. I, Thank I was you. saying to you before that, um, yeah, I'd love to do like a collaboration with you guys, and I will, I'll sort you out with a bald one if that's oh. what you desire. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For we sure. Have, we'll yeah. definitely be ordering one. I'll definitely be ordering one when I can get my haircut and everything to match in there. So. <laughs> uh -huh. I've, I've tried to convince Eric to grow his hair again. No, my problem is like I don't have the hair, and like I don't. No matter how much Rogaine I will use, it will always be there, and I'm not going to. Uh, there's a famous football player by where we grew up who like uh, American football who was bald his entire career, and then as soon as he retired, he got a bunch of hair transplants, and That's like, right. and, and yeah. people just don't like it. Right? Yeah, you 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 kind of hear about those horror shows where. Somebody gets like a hair transplant, but their air follicles were taken from a place that we won't mention. Uh, and then when it, <laughs> it grows back in a particular fashion. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's so gross and you didn't even say anything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, like you said, uh, Keegan, we don't know who's, uh, who's watching this, but yeah. I'm expecting for my account to be closed down uh, in the next couple of weeks. So um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a very firmly written letter and we'll be very upset. <laughs> thanks guys, you stink. <laughs> but I, I, I think I made mine pretty pretty good. Did you add a, did you add a hat though? I have not added hats yet. Yeah, see, um, I think you, you also need to add a hat. Yeah. I know I need hats, but I think that the way that I've, the way that I've drawn it and the way that I've designed it, like normally with a hairstyle that you've got like a, ha a, a set hairstyle, right? Yeah. And have different ones, but it's, you know, it's that one and it's that one. But um, the way that I've done it on the creator is that essentially you've got like the, the back and the front. So you've got mm -hmm. like the hairline uh, and then you've got the hairstyle, um, which gives you so much extra freedom uh, that there's loads and loads and loads of different hairstyles. Like I think I worked it out that there's like, over two billion combinations um, in in total with all of the different parts. Oh, cool! Um, we work it out how to do like a bald hairstyle and get the hairline right, 
and get the hats in and all the other accessories, then yeah, it'll be done. For yeah, maybe maybe could you could you cancel out the the front if you do uh, the hairstyle is bald? Could it no, could it cancel yeah. out the yeah? Maybe yeah, that would has so, to be yeah. connected somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's all the coding and everything as well. So excuse me, I'm a I'm a really lazy coder. Um, yeah. Enjoy, but I like to be able to make something. So um, I'll kind of learn as much as I need to, just so I can do what I want. Um, and I don't know, being bald is hard, right? Uh, Eric, you must know about that. Um, I do. I've, I've faced many struggles. The only I, thing I do like is like my friends that they're complaining when it's raining out, they're like, oh, my hair's ruined. I'm like, this is my superpower. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've been through it all. You know, I've had... I've had long hair, like really long hair. I've had like a skinhead, and you know this is just kind of me. I need a haircut, but yeah, it's all mine. <laughs> Not from any uh, indescribable locations from elsewhere on my body. Well, they're very describable, but we're not going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in fact, it's probably the most describable parts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's so funny. So. Cool. Well, I, yeah, I can't code at all. So I, I completely, this is just a really cool way of making comic book characters. Cool. Thanks. Does your girlfriend have uh, one of your mugs or no? I'm so curious. I'm just curious. No, she doesn't. Um, because <laughs> she wouldn't appreciate it. Um, but <laughs> I, um, on my Instagram, the, the first one that says, um, like, I need more caffeine or whatever it says, that's kind of like me uh, as well. That was like the first time that I made me. And then the the girl with the pink background that says love in a mug, super soppy, but that's my girlfriend. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. There, but, um, and then the the one that says uh, geology, Tim loves big rocks. Uh, that's a really good friend of mine as well. So, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of people that I know. Um, but yeah she this is the only mug that's in existence at the moment because nobody buys my coffee mugs <laughs> <laughs> well you gotta get them out there more. yeah yeah, yeah exactly. exactly um yeah of course um like because i do li literally like everything myself so uh the website the web comic everything um and it's just kind of like a spare time thing you know i've got a day job and i've got other commitments i'd love to make it like a full-time gig um, but you know that's that's somewhere down down the line, isn't it? So um, yeah, we'll see how things go. Well, if we ever see you in Dragons Den, we can be like, hey, we saw you first. I thought it's a uh, Shark Tank. Over, it's Shark uh, Tank in America, Dragons Den in yeah. England, though. So <laughs> Shark Tank is better though. Like uh, who is it? Like Kevin O'Leary, people like that. Um, there's like three seasons of it on uh, Netflix over here, and I've I've binge watched that quite a while ago, but. You know, people go in and they're asking, they're like, I want $2 million for a 5% stake in my business. And, you know, people come on Dragon's Den and they're like, I want 50 quid for half of my company. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch the Australian one? That one's absolutely hilarious. Because like, you got wow. because there's so many people that show up. So, like, I was watching one of their guys, like, I invented this, like, thing. He's like, I want, he's like, I, you guys can have 100% of it for a 24-pack of beer and a steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and, the guy, and the guy's like, uh, and like one guy's like, I don't know if I could do that. And the guy's like, it's a 24-pack of beer and a steak dinner for a patent. I'll take it. And he's like, 
And the guy, like, puts, then somebody's like, I'm going to outfit you. I'm like, I'm going to give you two 24 packs of beer and a steak dinner. He's like, sorry, two 24 packs of beer is better. He took the deal. He sold like his company for that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's all perspective, right? And yeah. um, I don't know. I won't start talking about national uh, um, issues with alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. Next kind, next kind of too deep for us. We're we're dumb, so we can't talk about that. Yeah, no. I, I mean, you guys keep talking about how you need a a, um, a catchphrase. A catchphrase, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when I started listening to you guys, and and you're like, we need a catch catchphrase. You know, the my, the first thing that I thought of was uh, dumb comic creators because books are hard. Um, <laughs> that's actually a really good one. That's a pretty good one. That's a really good one, actually like stuck in my head this whole time um but then um because i've got so many ideas and the way that i've finished off that particular part of the, the web comic with like a short story and um i would really like to do more like sci-fi stories like um i thought man it's going to be really douchey if i come in saying you know because books are hard but now like hey here are all my books that i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> wait are you writing are you so yeah are you writing books now are you gonna switch um, not switch but like also continue know, that that way yeah yeah exactly okay. so i mean um i'm really into uh authors like philip k dick and um <laughs> like sci-fi short stories i've got a really like short attention span um so like i've been reading dune and I've got the first <laughs> one and it's well over a thousand pages. And I'm like, I'm going to read this again before the movie comes out. Like, I'm really excited about the film. Um, yeah. I'm such like a slow reader as well. So I'm, when we say because books are hard, like from my perspective, it's just hard for me to read. Uh, yeah. It's hard to find time. It's hard to like, yeah, uh, sit yeah, down and just, actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just find reading tough. But um, so there are definitely some more short stories that I would like to do. Um, there's a reason why the short story at the end of the comic is called Again. Um, and like, I don't know if you noticed it, but it's kind of like Groundhog Day, but over three days. Um, oh, OK. Oh, OK. <laughs> I didn't yeah. get that. No, that's cool. I can talk about that. But, you know, obviously, at the, uh, the spoilers for whoever might end up looking at this webcomic, but um, obviously he come like page three um, the conversation is the beginning of the webcomic where he's talking about how he needs more customers and how the uh, tea room over the road is doing um, so that conversation is all the beginning of the comic so it goes around in a loop oh wow um, cool the old guy that comes into the shop and he's like I recognize that that guy died <laughs> days before but he's so desperate for a customer that he puts on like this brave face and he's like hey welcome to Mandel Bros so <laughs> full circle so it's it's just doing it again 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 so he's kind of stuck in that that cycle in that loop um but the way that I've been thinking about it really is that um that we all make different choices in life and you know, sometimes you might be where you feel like you're supposed to be, um, but a decision that you made, say, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago, like the whole butterfly effect thing, like doing something when you're a kid can completely change your circumstances. Um, the, the way that I would do the comic continually, uh, continuing 
would be um, to have like the same characters in there, but um, you know, they have different personalities or different names or they're in different relationships and things like that. Um, so I don't know, probably nobody's picked up on it either, but um, like Neil, the guy with a beard, kind of gets really douchey like halfway through the comic. That's kind of Alan, who is the other guy, has kind of stumbled into like this next dimension. So it's the three-day loop going over again. Oh, wow. Um, but the, his brother has changed and he just thinks that he's being a real asshole, being a real jerk, but it's because he's different. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't pick up on that, but that's I didn't awesome. See that either. <laughs> yeah. What a cool idea for a comic. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, you've trapped your characters in the comic and they're aware that they're in the comic. Is that only, yes yeah exactly okay. so um you know uh the girl comes in and she's like you know there's no furniture and he's like oh i haven't drawn it in yet but um, yeah this is the best coffee in the strip so strip has in like a strip of shots Com or, like, comic strip yeah yeah comic strip also yeah um and i didn't draw the furniture in because from the perspective like it's quite a small shot mm -hmm. like outside is like a traditional kind of British house, really, mm -hmm. um, styled after Black Books, which is a TV show over here um, that had okay. uh, yeah, um, Dylan Moran and Bill Bailey, really, really cool. Um, but yeah, there's a, it plays into like a lot of different things. Um, but I didn't draw the furniture in because it was actually just quite difficult. <laughs> so I wrote that into the comic. Um, like, there's a reason why there's no furniture, and it's because he doesn't want his customers to hang around. Yeah. <laughs> because then they'd be able to sit down, right? Right, right. And then they'd stay. Yeah. That that felt like a very classic service industry type of yeah. response, you know? <laughs> the the worst thing about working in a service industry is the customers is like always yeah. number one same and heard. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I, I've got that history. You know, I've worked in shops and supermarkets and bars and, you know, I've worked in customer service on the phone in like insurance and all of these muggle jobs. Yeah. But you know, that's just kind of how life has turned out, but it's the creative things that I've, been doing outside of work that kind of keep me grounded to who I am. Yeah, I think a lot of people relate to that. At least I do, for sure. Yeah, I worked in IT for like five or six years. And basically, the second I was off the job, I was doing something creative. So yeah, awesome. Um, yeah. You know, I work like, um, for a computer hardware distributor at the moment. So oh, cool. uh, in IT as well, um, but I'm more of like a trainer and content creator for them now. I've kind of carved out like this position for myself where I'm like, you didn't know that you need this, but here's all of the stuff that I'm telling you that you need. And then they're like, oh my god, we need this. Of um, course. Yeah. So that kind of I've been able to be a bit more creative, like in in work, really. Yeah. Um, but all of my kind of experience has given me like ideas and inspiration for different stories that I want to do. 
I actually ended up drawing, I, I actually ended up printing the newsletter for the company, like being the graphic designer for that. So I, I, I relate to that, like finding the creative at, job, at your job, but the newsletter had a comic that I made each month okay. called, called Taxicorn. It was a tax company. And the Taxicorn uh, was always getting himself into trouble. And then obviously, uh, he needed the help from the company in the very last. But I remember like there was uh, there was some like weird, like I had some sci-fi elements to that tax accord. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I was I was happy that I made a comic at work, I, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You know, um, I think drawing a comic and things like that, it seems to be on like a lot of people's bucket lists. So I'm glad that I've been able to take it off, but there's so much more that I want to do with it. So although I might be slow with the content, I'm definitely in it for like the long haul. Um, oh, cool. like a, um, a creative platform to get my own ideas out. Um, so I think that's what I've been really missing, um, that I'll have all of these ideas, but I don't have a way to kind of anchor it. Um, but then when I came out with the character creator and I started doing a web comic and I've kind of created this, um, like a multiverse, literally. Yeah. Um, um, because it really is like multi-dimensional. Um, that you understand that point where I've got something now that can keep me doing things and getting those ideas out. What is uh, so? You have um, a lot of posts for this story, right? Um, and often on the post, it mentions like. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a little late with this comic. <laughs> uh, oh, this took me a lot longer. Or oh, I made two in one week. Well, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, <laughs> what what is that uh, pressure that you feel to like release things on time or um, like because this is like your side like hobby basically, right? Like like. Is it weird to feel pressure to release things on time or um, when you think yeah, about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm used to working to deadlines, but I'm generally really lax about it. Um, mm -hmm. so I have it in my head that I would like to do something every fortnight, really. But then um, if it doesn't happen and ends up being two and a half weeks or three weeks or whatever, then, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. But I... I guess at least in the beginning, I was kind of holding myself to the standard of other people in the community that were posting it like three times a week, stuff like that. So yeah. I'm posting literally like twice a month, if I'm lucky, and I'm like, oh my God, I look really lazy. Um, but it's it, it's not the case. Like I, I'm just working on like the website and uh, the, the shop and getting like accounts made up on there and all of this other kind of stuff. Um, so, I kind of feel a pressure in a way, but if I don't hold to it, then I'm not going to feel that terrible about it. Right, right. Yeah, because I, I have that same feeling about this podcast. Podcasts come out once a week, right? Like that's the, that's like the standard. And if you're, and it's like this big, it feels like a lot of pressure to like do that on time every single week. Uh, when really there is no pressure, like no, the people who are going to know this are not going to cancel, like stop listening to you because you like missed a week or like are a few days late, you know? 
one of my exactly. one of my favorite things is like a comic actually where they show like they show like the master person like oh and then like the new person like oh look at this awesome cake like I could never do anything good whereas the audience is like oh awesome another cake it's not like like because like people that are inside that like are working on it, they always think that their stuff's not good enough but realize like uh, people outside are just excited to get to experience and read something new so okay yeah that's that's true uh, that's a good perspective actually eric um <laughs> it, you know when when you guys are saying that you know you try and hold yourself to a one week deadline um like i said I, I do listen to you guys on a weekly basis so it's quite nice to listen to you guys when i'm like sitting in the park on my lunch break like i'm just I've got a sandwich and <laughs> you guys are quite chill to listen to um so i do enjoy it um otherwise it's it's you know music or other podcasts and things like that but yeah you know i i do get a bit disappointed if it's not there when i expect it to be on like a monday or a tuesday but okay all right so now now i will feel the pressure and now i will feel bad yeah no no ignore what i said previously we, we are no longer <laughs> yep never mind i was wrong i was wrong yeah, it's like three guys here um, admitting to being kind of lazy and caught up with life, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but nobody wanted to be held re uh, like responsible or accountable for it. <laughs> I mean, I could spend time with my kids, or I could make this podcast on time. <laughs> Your kid will understand. He doesn't need to know. Yeah, he can start changing his own diaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have like the ultimate excuse anyway, Keegan. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's hard when you, yeah, it's just this unexpected thing. You popped up and like you're trying to make content and you can't, you know, it's like a brand new situation for me, I think. Because when you're single and when you, even when you're married and like, like you, you can find time, but when you have kids, it's like this whole level of commitment that at home that you didn't have before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because even at work, you can kind of doodle a little bit, I think, you know, like yeah. here and there. Yeah. At least your mind can wander. Yeah. <laughs> but when you have kids, your mind can't wander because they'll they'll pick something up they will choke on. And you can't, yeah, you're like, like, you're responsible for another human being. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so it's just like a struggle right now. Independent, it's just not going to happen. Um, and yours is only like however many months old now so. eight months yeah eight months yeah he's really tall too he's very he's off the charts <laughs> tall for his age yeah uh but not his weight his weight is is normal so i don't know why i told you that he was just like the yeah but see that's what parents do they just talk about their kids there you yeah, go yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh thanks <laughs> thanks for listening to this podcast bye <laughs> there's only been times where like we've also seen king just all of me like reach down pick up either a cat or a baby and if you're in the podcast <laughs> like hold on guys i gotta do something about this <laughs> yeah I, i've got a cat as well and you know if i've been on video calls with work and you know there's just like a tail that just goes across <laughs> the screen i'm like oh my god but I, i'm shutting out for this one so you have my undivided attention cool cool so uh what's next are you gonna write stories or uh more comics or uh yeah what are you planning um, yeah so the the other comics that i have lined up are more kind of like skits so um 
where where I've been with the current story, it's like you know we started started talking back in like June or July or something like that. And I'm like, Keegan, I would love to, but I'm at this point where I just want to get like, I want it to make sense, and yeah. still nobody else has picked up the the whole um, thing with the Mandelbrot set. So it's called Mandel Brothers, which is the first part of Mandelbrot and the shape of the the cold brew, the Mandelbrew One Thousand. It's the shape of the Mandelbrot set. And there's a whole reason for all of that. Um, and all of the <laughs> reasons around why um, Mr. Bags has like a colostomy bag and uh, the love interest. And there's all of this other stuff to it, which I would love to kind of build out and extrapolate and, uh, you know, do something more with. But um, I've got. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, we have listeners. What is the Mandelbrot set? Because I had to Google it, and I'm sure that people are listening and don't understand. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, I'm not a mathematician, so it's probably best for somebody else to to, to look at it as well. Um, there's a really cool uh, channel on YouTube called Veritasium. Um, okay. That has stuff about it, but um, it was something that was, um, I'd say, discovered. But I don't know if discovery is really the the term for it. Um, in like the 80s by a mathematician called Benoit Mandelbrot um, and it's the way that you can take numbers and uh, sort of fractals and the shape of it um, goes on forever and ever and ever and ever so in the same way that the comic where they're kind of locked into those three days it yeah. goes on and ever and ever and ever oh cool so yeah there's this whole reason behind that and everything as well um, but uh, yeah, that's I, so deep. I can go off on a tangent, but I'm not going to be able to do it, uh, do it justice. So okay, no, that's okay. No, I think you kind of explained it. Yeah, even it's a lot. To yeah, it's like infinity, right? Yeah, sort of like, but exactly. with with um the same numbers, the same yeah, numbers. Um, like God's thumbprint, um, or God's fingerprint, um, because uh, it's the bifurcation of numbers and the way that you um, get uh, two different numbers out of the same formula. Um, and then there's numbers that are part of the set, numbers that are not part of the set. Um, but the shapes that they create um, uh, repeat over and over and over and over again. Oh, cool. OK. And and so, yes. So I noticed that the coffee machine had a weird shape. You know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I did notice that much. But I didn't catch that it was the Mandelbrot set. And yeah, and, kind of, uh, and I didn't quite catch that like the same three days were repeating over and over. Um, but I did, you know, you did notice that the, the old guy comes back. I thought the old guy was just yeah. going back because you need to go to the bathroom. I thought it was very <laughs> less scientific. I thought he was like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Well, this place is open. So before, like, I also have like a, um, like a real job now. I used to work at a comic book store. And every so. Sunday, like clockwork, we'd have one, we'd have this old lady who would, buy a single comic and then use the bathroom and it was like <laughs> you know you could just you know use your own bathroom you didn't have to come in but yeah i i think if you worked in customer service that we all have those customers right mm -hmm. um especially in those customer facing roles uh, there was a bar that i used to work at that was open in the morning and people would come in for, for coffee mm -hmm. and there was this old woman that always used to come in asking for a cappuccino nobody else knew what it meant but i kind of got it right after a few attempts um 
but she would just sit there with her um, with her cappuccino, uh, and then she would like go off to the bathroom for half an hour or whatever. But you know, she's like a seventy-year-old woman, um, and it just it was what it was. But she would come in like four times a week. Uh, oh wow! We we all have those customers, really. Yeah. So interesting. I probably shouldn't break the bathroom the way Mr. Bax did. Like every single time, you're just like, I'm not cleaning this again, guys. Yeah, I mean that that kind of explosion um, was <laughs> like his colostomy bag exploding, and then he dies <laughs> on the bit. Um, but <laughs> the <laughs> but the bit where um, the um, the sky starts going dark, and um, then it starts closing in. The, the shape of the light that's left is the shape of the splat in the bathroom um, from oh, Mr. Bags. Uh, I can see that right there, so that, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that ties in um, again as well. And I thought, you know, take the, the most iconic part of um, uh, the Blair Witch Project where, you know, the girl is just looking uh, down the camera with the with the light shining up at her i thought do that in like 21st century and just get your phone use a up. cell phone yeah, yeah cell phone yeah and then you know the the light goes out he's run out of battery and then there's another pair of eyes so what's that going to be um but there's so many different like ways that i i want to take it and can take it and i think that i've kind of wrote the license in for myself that because it's those three days repeating that I can take it in different directions and introduce new characters and, and loads of different things. Oh, cool. Yeah, so interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, but when the, the kind of last post where then there's the uh, story um, mm -hmm. at the end, um, the kind of crescent moon shapes is like two opening eyes. So I just took two of the eyes from the character creator and the splat and then I made part of it red part of it yellow just going back to uh, my like influences and inspiration with music um, that was a play on a, a song by a band called Tool um, which was uh, Lateralis and Tool were like a really big band for me when I was like a teenager getting into like heavy metal and alternative music and um, yeah there, there are words it starts um, uh, black, then white are all I see in my infancy, red and yellow then came to be. Um, and so I thought, you know what, that's quite cool, you know, I'm going to play on that. So, um, and then you look at the artists, um, uh, Alex Gray, who did like the al all the album covers and stuff, and it's all like super trippy, spiritual fractals and, you know, third eyes and all, all this kind of stuff as well. So. Um, you know, what I was saying right back at the start about things coming back around into your orbit and different yeah. influences kind of repeating themselves. Um, I kind of find that in my own life. And I think that if you consider it, that it probably happens throughout all of our lives, kind of fractals in your own lives. It, it, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Just uh, sometimes it's bigger, sometimes it's smaller, you know, different influences. But um, that was something that just came back around for me and I decided to put it into my comic. That's so cool. That's, that's why we do the show so that we can hear like, yeah. And there's things like that we would never like would have realized we never would have discovered, like wasn't told. Like, I, I hate to say that it wasn't told to us, but we just like, <laughs> I'm sure there's people that like get the reference right away, but 
again, we're dumb comic creators to say our name. Nah, that's cool. I mean, you guys are basically like the first people that I've had a proper conversation with about it as well. Um, you know, I've got like work friends and, you know, friends from outside of work, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll talk about the comic, but it's more like what I'm doing rather than the um, all of the different bits about what yeah. it's about. Just the nuances. Getting, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Mr. Snowden. Well, I actually um... do have one last question. <laughs> um, you. Uh, you may have answered this. What exactly, or who exactly is the Wizard of Barge? Because I'm looking at your last uh, um, Muggles oh, comic. It's not like. Excuse me. I'm sorry to hear that. What was that? Yeah, he's, just, he's just like an artist that I like. So. Oh, okay. Because I, I clicked on that and like, all of a sudden you just took me to his stuff. I'm like, wow, who is this guy? And why is he like, I don't know if he was like a coral, like a person you're going to be working with or. No, he's just like some, some dude that I appreciate. Oh, uh, cool. That's good. <laughs> he does like a lot of wizards and things like that. And um, um, the way that I kind of got into drawing digitally was from another website that I was making, which needed some illustration. Um, and that was called Ad Quizzed. Uh, I won't really get into that, but it's just this. I think he's cool, like a a, a wizard wearing uh, like pink sunglasses, uh, and then he's dabbing lightning bolts and different things like that. So, um, and then I was like, you know, getting into SVGs, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so much better because working with vectors, um, I can like nail those half pixels down to like two decimal places and really get it in the way that I think is perfect yeah. um, rather than, uh, you know, a piece of paper or uh, using, you know, Photoshop or anything else like that, where it's more pixel based and yeah, you can't play around with it quite as much. Interesting. So you do everything in vector. That's, that's a first for this podcast. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's yeah, really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much everything is like a line tool. So what what program do you use? Uh so I've got like this old illustrator. Uh um, okay. You should look yeah. at Affinity. I, I talk about Affinity sometimes. It's, yes. Um I did check that out as well. But Affinity uh, Designer. Um Designer is the vector one. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, it's a one-time payment. That's why I plug it. Seventy-nine dollars or whatever it is. Yeah, get rid yeah. of uh, get rid of Illustrator. Get rid of Adobe. <laughs> that's yeah, I'm all yeah. for that. <laughs> but that's cool. So vectors. Did you learn graphic design? Do you do graphic design on too? Or um, no, but it's always been something that I've been interested in. Like I've got loads okay. of like theory and graphic design books behind me. Um, okay all sorts of different things to be honest um again just things that i've kept in my orbit um but when i came out with many muggles it's almost building like an entire brand uh, so you know there's graphic design and product design and is, yeah. and marketing and everything else that goes into that as well so you know it's been a lot more than just a comic but i've i've done other things as well where um it's just like a creative outlet where I've come up with something else that has required, um, uh, you know, being able to look at things with like a creative or a graphic design kind of eye, that perspective. 
That's so cool. Yeah. But then, you know, things kind of take a back seat for a while because I move on to another project or I get to like a natural point where um, I can't do anything else by myself. So I'm just going to park it until I can do something else that will give me some money so that I can then go back and, and do something in the way that I want to. Um, but with many muggles and the mugs that you can get online, that's kind of like print on demand um, at the moment. So it's easier for me to ship to the US because there are, uh, you know, uh, fulfillment centers in, in the US and within Europe than it is, you know, like my hometown at the moment. We've dealt with Brexit and everything that's been in the news. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of been more difficult to kind of get things um, onto our shores. Um, because those fulfillment centers are not local. Really. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, other projects I've, I've needed kind of like international shipping and say a thousand units to get the economies of scale where it becomes, um, the product becomes cheap enough that right. it's compatible with competition. Um, with like mugs, you know, I, I've got full control over everything and it's, quite flexible at the moment so i'm liking it but yeah to the five listeners just buy a mug i'd really appreciate it. i hope all five do buy a mug yes yeah. That's cool. i mean as soon as you get my haircut i'm buying my mug so i'm just waiting for my haircuts and my mug will be bought so you already have at least one and i guess keegan will wait for the hats so yeah well you know like i said i would love to do like a collaboration with you guys so if yeah. you want to put your dab hands to it and uh, customize the backgrounds or add a hat or anything else that you want to do um, by all means just send it my way and I'll sort you out so cool thank you that's kind of one thing that I wanted to do with the character creator as well that you know everything there's no color in it apart from the backgrounds because um, one it's kind of a, going back to my limitations but um, also um, people can just print out and color it in and you know i can imagine it like kids uh doing it and just drawing things out as they want or coloring that kind of stuff in and uh, you know other comic artists and different creators that are out there kind of doing their own collaborations yeah uh, yeah the ideas that i had that i would really like uh to, to do um like i was saying with having different comics um whether they're different skits or continuations but they're in like different dimensions and stuff I love to do like collaborations with different comic artists where they're kind of using the character creator but building the rest of the world out themselves. Um, so I think it lends itself really, really nicely to it. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, the possibilities are there, I think. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's, it's a it definitely, has a, definitely has a possibility to grow. I'm definitely thinking, I, I'm currently thinking what your pitch would be again on Shark Tank. Be like, hey, Look at all these possibilities I have. I want twenty thousand. I like. I want two billion dollars for five percent of my company. Oh my <laughs> you know, Kevin O'Leary is bald. So yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Is there a bald character? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's out, and you know that's that's going to be down. So <laughs> there are no sharks. Uh, if if there was a shark character <laughs> yeah no, no actual sharks either but yeah yeah we'll see um you know the other thing that i'm getting into at the moment with it is kind of nfts um mm -hmm. jumping on a bandwagon um i only found out about crypto punks uh, like early on in september um 
and I looked at it and I put on my website, you know, forget the pixelated splodges um, and uh, the anthropomorphic animals um, because that's kind of like a, a lot of NFTs out there at the moment. But yeah, with a character creator, because there's like billions of possibilities and um, there's a way that I can programmatically create random muggles. Um, if you go to manymuggles.com forward slash random um, oh. and just keep fresh, then it will give you like a taste of just random carnage, really. So there's a lot of like really weird, stupid muggles. And it, and it tells um, like which E1 is like eyes is 10, nose 42, mouth 19, jawline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's kind of like for, for me. Um, but with NFTs, it's about being able to prove the rarity. Um, so by highlighting that, you know, I've not built any of this out at the moment, you know, I'm learning how to create dApps and um, go through that whole process of like minting and everything. And the barrier to entry seems to be like really high, but everything. It's so like, high. Yeah, I looked at this too. It's so high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh my God, please just make it easier, right? Uh, because right. I've got something here that's like ready to go, but I'm too dumb to work it out. You have to stuff. sign up for like four different services and uh, and then connect them and, and yeah. Exactly. Like Also um, pay like $200 per, you know, thing in the jig. Uh, yeah, the, the gas fees, right? Um, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I don't have any money. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who's this for? I think it's just for rich kids, right? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but money makes money, right? Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm trying to get into that at the moment. Um, that's really interesting, but I'm getting loads of um, like spammers on my many models account just promoting different NFTs. So oh, yeah, yeah. I'll see what's out there and what other people are doing. And I'm like, yeah, mine's better, mine's better, mine's better. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think as an idea, it's got legs. Um, but that's kind of what's keeping me in it and, you know, keeping me motivated rather than moving on to something else because I actually really like the idea. Um, and we'll just see how it goes, um, you know, I, I did all of this during lockdown as a way to kind of keep me sane. Like I said, you know, um, my mental health was kind of suffering and I think that that was true for a lot of people. Um, but finding that way to kind of keep me tethered to reality uh, was, you know, really fortunate. Um, but thinking like realizing your own mortality and that not everybody gets to grow up and get old and, you know, anybody can pass away, as unfortunately, you know, millions of people did, um, that I was like, oh my God, I need to get to a point where like I can publish something and I can get something out there. So all of this time wasn't wasted. Um, and I got to that point, but now it's kind of like the next chapter. Yeah, yeah. Where, where does this go from here? That's cool. Yeah, sure. uh, cool, any other questions, Mike? I do not have any. Okay. I do not have any either. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? That's so weird. I don't know. Because you're like the way you asked me. Do you have any more questions? Like, no. I asked in the normal tone. Do you have any No, I'm pretty sure yet? you're like, you're like, choose. Okay. Sorry to put the French in, <laughs> Mr. British man. Should we ask more <laughs> British questions? Can we ask more British questions? Of 
course you can. Can you speak for your entire I'm country in every single matter, no matter what we ask, even no matter how irrelevant it is? Sorry. Um, can you ask, speak for your entire country on every single matter, no matter how irrelevant or inappropriate the question is? I'm not that diplomatic, so unfortunately not. <laughs> okay. <away. laughs> All right. X-Fine, then. Uh, do you watch Love Island, the UK version? No. 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 <laughs> well, then we have nothing to discuss. <laughs> previously, but um, at the moment, it's more um, Drag Race UK is actually pretty decent after you get over the kind of guys in drag concept yeah. um drama is is quite fun um and married at first sight australia um i've not been watching that season but uh it, it's all garbage tv right um <laughs> do you get a lot of australian shows there excuse me do you get a lot of australian shows um i mean they're, they're an ex-colony uh, but I don't think that's the reason why we get a lot of Australian TV. Um, things like uh, Home and Away and Neighbours were always really big kind of growing up, but that's like soaps. Soaps are like a big deal over here, but not with my generation. No, okay. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. Do you get, do you watch Survivor? No. Okay. No. I'm just wondering, that they don't have an <laughs> English Survivor. I think. I think we're good now, Keegan. Why? I want to talk. <laughs> I've been watching the the love that was my lockdown uh like binge thing that kept me sane was the UK Love Island with like the Scottish narrator. Uh and it was very interesting. It was yeah. just like it was sort of like watching like a zoo full of English people, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, these the these kind of dirty little TV secrets that are coming out between us, hey Keegan. Um yeah. Eric wrap up the show because he doesn't want us to uh, ask about what he's been watching it's only like good i watched the movie dune yesterday that was like my big thing i watched and then i'm watching uh the way of the house husband which is an anime right okay can i just ask eric if you've been watching friday the 13th recently no i have not i've not watched any of those movies i've literally liked zero of this entire movie series i know i also look like freddy krueger right now in my sweater he is dressed that way yeah he is dressed that way. you notice i never show my right oh there's my right he, hand but... he thinks that's fashion he, that's his fashion i think this is a comfy sweater for me to wear this sweater is fashion on me look that's... at this this is my hand no, that's cool like who cares about fashion like honestly i know i'm wearing like a vans jumper at the moment but i thought uh, i thought it was a math i said this root answer i thought it said root answer i never saw the very bottom part of it yeah, oh bands no, I, I thought it was math i thought it was root answer <laughs> yeah like a math joke i've already said that i'm terrible at math so. well you had a math your coffee your coffee is a math joke that's I'm like oh that makes perfect sense in your shirt though that's <laughs> it <laughs> so you you you've caught me out eric you thought the Vans logo was a square root sign? Root answer. No, because so okay. So a while ago, when I was a math teacher, uh, like there was a coworker of mine who always wore a root answer shirt because he thought because like it was his like joke. It's like, what's the root answer to every single question? And he's like, you can point to his shirt or whatever. Yeah, it really does look like that. Yeah, you're right. But no, <laughs> I can also see why it's Vans too. Uh, okay. Enough plugging some major brands. Yeah. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Thank or you Mr. so much. Mr. Muggles, is, uh, you've asked us to call you Mr. Muggles several times. 
Mr. And Edward Snowden. Yeah. Yeah, or, or, or whatever kind of bastardization of my name that Eric came out with. At the start. I said Snyden. That's what I said. Or Snyder. <laughs> Snyden? Snyden. It's just not a funny bit. No, I think it's hilarious. Mostly because it annoys you so, so much. It does. Just say the name correctly. I did. I said it right. Okay. Uh, yeah, Chris, thanks for coming on. It was really, I mean, like, what an interesting series. And I, we hope that you continue. And uh, yeah, and everyone should buy a mug for sure. And you can find, uh, you can find Chris's stuff on at manymuggles and manymuggles.com, right? Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Many muggles on everything all right thanks thank, thank you. you so much it's been great read anything good lately Keegan? this is an ad i'm so excited to say that we're doing an ad right now this is an ad break it's it might be just an ad till the end of the episode but uh this is an ad right currently aren't you excited to be in an ad i'm not sure I'm not biased like other people. When it comes to my judgments, I wait till after I hear about the product before I become biased. But you're in an ad right now. You're promoting this ad. You, are you need the... a neutral party in every single ad. You can't you need... be a neutral party in your own show. I can be. No, I am. you I'm are like endorsing this book. You're endorsing this book 100%. I'm like Switzerland, no. I'm neutral. You're not allowed to be. Maybe I might like Swiss chocolates and become not too neutral. But right now I'm neutral. That's not allowed. You have to endorse this. This that's what an ad is. It's well, I'm both saying of us that endorse something. I'm saying that at the end of this ad I may endorse it. But right now at the beginning of this ad I can't <laughs> endorse it because I don't because I haven't made a decision yet because I'm not biased. You also haven't read it. So that, that is kind true. of fair. That is fair. Yeah, he sent so uh the author's name is Daniel DeSosa. The comics are Oi. Tales of Bardic Fury. Uh, they're super awesome. Um, and he sent us book one and two. And unfortunately, even though we only live 30 minutes away from each other, you don't have a car and I have a baby and meeting up is nearly impossible most days. Uh, it's also Thanksgiving week. And, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, it's a rough time for us to, to hang out together. So, you didn't get to read the book, but I did. And we need to do an ad because you wanted to be a guest on our show. Uh, but since it takes like a couple of weeks for episodes to come out, we couldn't have them on like right away and, and get the episode cranked out without bumping somebody else. So it, it just felt fair to do an ad instead for his book. Doesn't that sound great? We're doing an ad right now. So tell me, what's this? story about a book that I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other on. <laughs> no, you're going to endorse this. It's Nate. It's I Oi. haven't decided yet. It's Oi. Oi. Tales of Bardic Fury. Uh, book one and two I have in my hands. Book three is on Indiegogo right now. It's got seven days left as of recording, as of the release of this episode. So... Go on Indiegogo, support this. It's already been backed. So you're going to get the goals. I mean, on Indiegogo, you do get the the books anyway, right? You do. Yeah. Well, okay. Assuming you back them and it's successful. And since this is already at 185%, I really hope it's successful. 
yeah well uh yeah so it's it's just really good it's a really good book uh, i read book one we can do like a review of the the first book how's that sound let's do a review of the first in our book. next ad we'll talk about book two and perhaps okay. you can talk about book one and and we'll just spend like a, an entire month talking about oa tales of bardic fury and the rest of our show for the rest of time will be an ad how's that sound Sounds, Sounds fantastic. Sounds fantastic. Okay, so uh, what is Oi Tales of Bardic Fury? It's a book about a bard. You know what a bard is, Eric? It is a musician who sleeps with everyone. <laughs> what? According to D&D, if you're a bard, you sleep with anything that moves. Really? Yep. Well, that's not really what happens in this book, I don't think. I mean, it's implied that he has he's had had relations with farmers' daughters. I guess. Anyway, it's about this like fresh out of college musician, right? Who's not very good at his craft. It's about uh, the town slave, and then the chief is like this uh, sort of like this uh, what's his name, Aquaman type of like maybe Aquaman's like very serious dad or something and he's got two daughters one of which is like really into crossfit you know and one of the one is like uh got amphibian hands or something and and likes to just goof off all day i'm doing this comic justice right now by the way uh, <laughs> are you are you endorsing this yet are you i haven't i don't know it? i'm still neutral i seven weeks to the end okay I've just well, heard right now. I've just right now heard like a two-year-old explain a story that he's super excited about. Like, and then the thing happens. It's like, boom, 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 and then like the person, like, da, 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 da. and then they're like, whoa, and you're like, oh, oh, okay. And I'm like, all right, we got. Right, it's it's kind of like that. All right. So, uh, but the thing is, the town he's sent to is called Oi, Oi, mm-hmm. which is like a very British, you know, colonies type of thing. Like, oi! Saying, it's like saying hello there or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or damn, or something like that. Anyway, uh, I don't know the proper translation for oi, but it's it's uh, Irish for something. And uh, that town has never had any music, I guess. Their last bard was eaten by a whale, so they, they haven't been sent a bard in a while. And so he plays music and they're all he changes the town a bit man a lot a lot of stuff happens and uh you know there's there's different chapters too there's like a bunch of chapters it's really cool what else should i say about the story how's the art should i is that it for the story i mean as you said you said you kind of gave a big gave the premise you don't want to give too too much away i mean this is an ad this is an ad yeah. You don't want to give too, too much away. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. That's probably enough. Anyway, like his music changes the, the town and and there's a there's a bad bard that comes from from like the main town, like from the big city or something. And uh and he's kind of the antagonist. And um cool. All right. So the art is fantastic. It's done uh it's done black and white. It looks hand drawn too, um, to me. But it's uh, 
in this in book one in book one because book two has different art uh i don't know if you can see that very well but is yeah, he just, is he the artist for both times or is he a different artist uh it's he's he's the artist and writer i'm very sure oh, wow. i mean i'm fairly i'm yeah story and art by daniel de sosa so uh yeah it's really it's kind of cool that you know that too like is really cool he did it all um i'll say like there's some like 70s 70s like character design sort of things you know where they like kind of look like they're part of led zeppelin they're, they're very cool like 70s poster type panels you know um and definitely part of that is because like the the bards have been updated like it's meant to be like sort of this updated version of the past you know where they they say like they speak in modern language and even though their songs are kind of like the old songs it looks like they're like rocking out you know it's pretty cool mm -hmm. Uh, what else? The art, the character designs are really cool. I guess it's, would this be considered a manga? Yeah. This is considered a manga. He describes it as a manga, so I assume it would be. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and so there's tons of, there, there's tons of panels on each page too, which I didn't find confusing. And what else about the art though? I don't know. It's uh, it's really well done. I don't know what else to say. It's detailed too. There's lots of, you know, you can have mangas that aren't very detailed, but this one has a lot of, a lot to it to each panel. Mm -hmm. So, cool. What else? What, uh, the inking? Uh, I guess. I I mean I don't need to be biased about inking. It's either good or it's horrible. Well, the so. inking is like there's lots of gray tone, for the for the coloring and inking. Why don't we just combine them? There's lots of gray tone in book one, but if you check out book two, um, I'd say it's like a lot more like heavy inks instead of, instead of gray tone. There's like a lot more heavy inks, a lot more contrast black and white, less gray, less in between gray, uh, which makes the pages of book two look a lot bolder and a lot more like dynamic, which is really neat. Um, yeah. And you can see like the action scenes are really cool. They're well done. Yeah, they're really well done. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So we've done the plot, we've done the art. We do what's in the we done the inking. We do there's the, no color. Yeah, there's no color. It's just black. No color, so we're not gonna do that. So now we talk about the je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh well, I would say that that is that it it's a truly unique story that I've not seen before. Um, it was a really a pleasure to read, you know. Um, and it was just cool. Like I'm a I'm a musician, and I thought. Like kind of reading a story about a musician was fun, you know, um, even if he can't really play his instrument. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the je ne sais quoi, like keeps you wanting more. And uh, yeah, if you've, 
if you're sort of like interested in Celtic, uh, Irish, Scottish stuff, this is right up your alley. Okay. On a scale of Switzerland to advertisement, how great is this? This is an advertisement for sure, this book. You've convinced me for sure. <laughs> good read. <laughs> I'm no longer Switzerland. I'm America. I stand for something. All right. Uh, and, and for you, you personally, if you were to give this book a rating, would you uh, say Switzerland or, uh, and, and like the high being advertisement between like being neutral as a Switzerland person or, or just being an advertisement? Well, I'd you... be an advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because these books are freaking amazing. We can't wait to have the author slash artist on our show. Um, and go check out his Indiegogo immediately. Uh, you have seven days. Yeah. And uh, you'll get... I might, ask him, I might ask if I could buy autographed copies from him so we each have our own copy when he Ooh. comes on. Ooh, Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was thinking of buying some copies right now, and I'm like, but those wouldn't be autographed. And that would bother me slightly that you would autograph copies and I didn't. Nice. So it uh, looks like they have a stretch goal unlocked. Oli Volume 1, First Edition Rhizo print. Uh, and you can choose from a few different perks. The book itself is 25 USD. All three books is 50. Uh, oh, these things are like long too. Like they're they're, they're like not short. Sure. It, yeah. it took me several sittings to finish this. I don't know how many pages, but like about a hundred pages. You know, it's it's kind of long. One hundred and thirty. It says right there. It says one hundred thirty-six pages. <laughs> Dumb. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can also get a, a custom watercolor portrait for seventy-five USD original page art uh original custom four page co comic that's kind of neat yeah there's lots to check out on this indiegogo uh ERA has two books out so you're getting three books seems like a good deal this is an ad advertisement <laughs> over Advertisement, <laughs> advertisement <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.